The Free for All Roundtable. Round two. On round two, Pamela Palmater is here. Lawyer, professor, activist, Tim Hudak, former leader of Ontario's Conservatives, now at the Ontario Real Estate Association. News Talk 1010's Adjua Insia Yabois, also on the panel this morning. And let's actually start with, uh, I mean, one of the stories is kind of fun to talk about because, uh, well, we're not the victims of this, it would be the Tim Hortons contest. It launched on Monday. And Adjua, I'll start with you. What happened was, digitally, some computer screwed up and started telling people they had won $10,000. When they tried to claim their prize, they were told, sorry, it was a mistake, but here's a $50 gift card. Um, You know, it's the small things sometimes that undo a brand, and something like that is just so small and petty. Do we have Adjua? She's there. She's present. Are we not hearing her? Does she need to click a button? Okay, well, she's on mute. So I'm three years into this, I think uh, let's keep moving. Tim, hey, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. Okay, go ahead, Adjua. Yeah, I'm sorry. My thing was going crazy. But uh, yeah, I think Tim Hortons has the money and they can afford to pay these people instead of getting this bad PR. And from the article, half of these people didn't even receive the $50 uh, gift card that they were supposed to get. So just pay them their money, give them their money. This is, I just don't understand why big companies that can't afford this decide to take the bad PR and then end up losing a whole bunch of customers instead. Yeah. Pay the people. I'm waiting, Tim, on the hard number of how many people were improperly told they'd won $10,000, but it would be hard to reach the same level of brand damage in terms of money, money value that is currently happening at Tim Hudak. I mean, sorry, not Tim. Tim Hortons. <laughs> it's the new brand. I, I wish, I wish I had that place. Man, life would be a whole lot different. And I'd pay the money if Hudak were running Tim Hudaks, and my customers would get the ten grand. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm with you, John. Like, I, I don't know the quantum of this, but man, the damage now of having these stories more in the morning leading on it. You know, be talking about it across the country. Absolutely, Tim Hortons has gone downhill in his PR ever since the Brazilian the hedge fund bought them out. Their brand has gone from one of the top two or three, John, in Canada, plummeted down the list in terms of, of trust and brand value. Another mistake and a long stream of mistakes on Timmy's since they sold out. Yeah, and Pamela, it's true. They try to represent themselves as the sort of the voice of the common man, and yet they're, you know, ambushing people who thought they were winning $10,000 and sending them a gift card. Yeah, I just can't imagine who on earth is advising them. Unless they sent a message to every single person on earth, which means they could never pay, and it would show that it was just this massive mistake. Um, They need to pay out. Imagine the good press that they would get from that. You know, our computer made a mistake, but you know what? Our Tim Horton customers deserve it, so we're going to pay out because anything less would be un, uh, you know, untruthful and unneighborly. And Tim Hortons is supposed to be the neighborly Canadian, so they're just, I don't know, they're just going downhill. And and it makes people believe what they already believe about greedy corporations. Well, now Tim Hortons wears that. There are some interesting case studies. It'd be interesting to see if this unfolds differently. Uh, the most famous one, I think it was Pepsi, said that if you met a certain standard, they would give you a Harrier jet, and some guy did it, and then they said, oh, well, we were kidding. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the um, ruling in Quebec from a judge who says giving the middle finger to someone 
one is a God-given right. Uh, Pamela Palmiter, you're a lawyer. It's a pretty funnily written judgment, but about something essentially important as to whether or not giving the middle finger to somebody is actually a threat to their, uh, in, you know, their personal freedom or, or uh, safety. Yeah, it's a bit of a bizarre headline for that story, first of all, because it wasn't really about that. It was about two neighbors quarreling over, you know, a whole bunch of things and it wasn't, you know, proven in court. Uh, what they stuck with is giving the fingers a God-given right. I'm assuming that's going to offend a lot of people who, you know, do worship. But it's it's less about giving the finger and it's free speech so long as it doesn't go into the area of a crime like hate or threats or anything like that and I don't know, this just seems like a bunch of neighbor fights. I can't even believe we're reading about it. <laughs> okay, Adjua, one of the most <laughs> frequent venues for giving the finger is in traffic so this kind of falls oh. in your wheelhouse. Yes, unfortunately it does um, and I've never been taken to court for it. I've done it maybe twice on occasion. It was valid. Um, and yeah, no, no, I've never been taken to court so uh, like Pamela was saying, yeah, when you get into in depth into the article and you realize it's more about two neighbors and it appears the guy that actually made uh, claim the file and what's it called, the suit against this person, it appears that they were the one that was in the wrong. They were filming this guy. There were more issues. The mother claimed to like wanted to run over uh, the children of the guy that they had filed the lawsuit against. So uh, there's so much more that goes into this. And I think the judge was just like, I can't believe this person is filing a suit against this other person who has done less. So I think it was just the judge's way of being like, hey, you're lucky that I'm just throwing this out and not pressing charges against you. Okay, listen, let's jump to something different then, and that would be a study out, which is a meta-study, so it compiled uh, data from 131 other studies, but it drew the conclusion that we didn't actually have an epidemic of depression and anxiety during COVID. Tim Hudak, on round one, when we talked about this, our panelists were very, very skeptical about this study. Yeah, I call I call bull on it. Uh, in fact, I want to get an app, John, where I can block any further stories from whoever the research uh, on this i i just i I don't i don't believe it for a second i i guess i I might say that the um um you know those those who who don't like um going out too much might have thought the world has finally come to them and they they were they were better off but i think for most folks i can tell you here at at the ontario real estate association you know seeing the usage that we had of uh, of our support services for for mental health for stress for uh, illness went up substantially when we looked at other comp- comparable groups they were in in the same vein john i the evidence i've seen not only personally how i felt but more importantly with my team here was crystal clear that was a, a, a boot kicking for us for our mental health. I don't believe this for a minute. No, okay. Well, Pamela, the conclusion that the author of this study draws is that we were more stoic and resilient than we thought. And it's kind of the comparison is to London, England during the bombardment in the Second World War, that it was one of the worst things that could possibly ever happen to you, but somehow you soldiered on. Well, you know, first of all, I I never substitute my personal opinion for actual facts and data. So if the facts and data and meta research shows that overall there wasn't a major decline in mental health, then that's what the facts and stats say until there's another research study to prove otherwise. Uh, In terms of anecdotally as a professor, Uh, I'd say just about every one of my students were so thankful to be taking classes online. They had more time with their families. They didn't have to drive downtown. It was less expensive. Uh, Most of my colleagues were 
also seemed to be very happy to be working from home. Um, people were reuniting with their families, actually getting to do things they never had to do. Some of them uh, actually had less expenses. So everyone's experience is different. Obviously, some were impacted terribly because of a loss of job, for example. But I don't think we can um, say that totally across the board for everybody. So I'm just going by what the facts and stats say for now until I hear otherwise. Okay. Adjoy, it's interesting because... Uh a mutual friend of ours when we were talking about how awful COVID was he said you know what this has been the best opportunity I ever had to be a dad and I have spent so much time with my two daughters and so much time at home with my wife COVID has been a very positive experience well I uh, I can say uh, the same in some instances for me but also on the other side of that too in the beginning of COVID it was very stressful it was very scary I felt anxiety and again, it's all anecdotal, but at the same time, when you even look at this article, I don't discount any of the facts, but they left out a huge swath of the population. They didn't account for people. It was only upper and middle income people that were involved in the study. It wasn't people that were in a lower class and they omitted healthcare, elder care and emergency services workers and they didn't take any of that into account. So when you're leaving that off, it almost skews what the results are going to be. So until they do a full study with everybody included, then I don't know if I can really take this study really to heart. Apparently, I'm going to take a drubbing on the Jerry Agar show today, which is not a unique experience, but uh, Jerry and his producer want to call me out for saying that I thought it was ridiculous that they put signs up in dog parks saying that people should control their barking dogs. Uh, Pamela Palmiter, the reason we're talking about it again this morning is because the signs came down yesterday. Uh, I'm not unmindful of the fact that it's probably, you know, a bit disruptive to live near a dog park, but dogs going to be dogs. Oh my gosh, yes. It's called a DOG dog park. Dogs run around, they play, they bark, they're noisy, and that's great dogs. And sometimes dogs bark more than others, having raised dogs my whole life. Um, no sign is going to stop a dog from barking. It's no different than if I had a next door neighbor whose dog barked every time it went outside to play. That's vastly different than having a dog outside barking the whole night long and no one gets to sleep. That's when it's a nuisance. But come on, people. It's a dog park. All right. Tim Hudak, are you going to play wingman for me on this one? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, this is an advanced groan warning, John, but okay. this, uh, they should have let sleeping dogs lie. Oh. They, they were barking up the wrong tree on this one. <laughs> Man, it shows every dog has its day. Um, look, they, oh, no. this is a dumb move, a dumb move by the city. Kudos to them, whoever made the call to reverse it within 24 hours of more in the morning raising it. They took those signs down, so I give them top marks for that, but a dumb move out of the gate. Okay. And I don't know if you guys have seen video of this, but I sent you some uh, cover this morning about slap fighting. Adjua, I find this really disturbing. I, I understand why people like boxing, uh, but slap fighting, basically you have to stand with your hands behind uh, your back and let somebody wallop you in the face and hope to stay conscious. I just, I don't get the point. Haven't we learned anything from all the CTE cases in football and in boxing and what that leads to? So if you're doing direct harm to somebody's face with the power of that slap, I've seen videos of this. I watched it. I'm like, this is not a sport. This is just abuse. <laughs> I don't know who would sign up for this. I, I don't even know how the longevity of somebody's life is going to be decades later after they stopped slap fighting. It's just so moronic to me, and it, it seems like anything for a buck. And 
it's it's at the expense of people i guess they're signing up of their own free will but a lot of the times people sign up for the instant quick click and fame and likes and all of that stuff they're not taking into account what the ramifications are going to be like down the line thank you all we got to call it there but my appreciation for pamela palmatar tim hudak and adjua in sia yabois Catch the round table, round one at 745, round two at 845. Weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.